Hey everyone, welcome to Sunny Commutes, a podcast where I share my experiences in tech. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about our recent move to New York. So with me here today, I have Tanya, my favorite person in the world. And we're going to be sharing why we wanted to move to New York in the first place, how we actually were able to make the move, some of the lessons that we learned, and overall just how we feel about being here. So definitely something that we should get into is the process of moving. And there was a lot of planning, a lot of research that went into it. I'm personally not the person of the planning and research type. Thankfully, Tanya is. So she got it online. Planner in chief. And there's a, there's a lot of research that you did. So what sort of some resources, what are some things that you looked into? Okay, so I couldn't find a lot of information on YouTube because lots of YouTubers are just showing off their awesome apartments with the beautiful view on yeah. Manhattan and whatnot, but they don't tell you what actually it takes, what it takes uh, financially or what is the legal procedure, what are the operations that they have to go through in order to get that apartment. That really annoyed me. I think the only thing I found, someone mentioned how much uh, their apartment would cost them. That's one, one thing. Also, someone mentioned that it takes uh, 40 times your annualized salary. Uh, you have to prove that you're making 40 times uh, times the, the monthly rent. The monthly rent. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so it's very important to look for resources that are... Um, a little bit more informative and besides showing you the beautiful life in New York City and what you can achieve over here actually would tell you how to get there I used uh, coming to NYC podcast mm-hmm. um, it's a family of four they do have two small children so that affected their decision a lot uh, on what they were looking for Uh, saving on and what they could not compromise saving wise. So there's a lot of uh, advice out there that you looked into, I bet, Mm -hmm. and probably good advice, bad advice, but specifically, what sort of bad advice did you come across? A couple of things. Uh, Hire a broker. Don't hire a broker. There is uh, a law that has been passed, I think, in February or March 2020, right before COVID hit, Um, that now there are apartments that don't require broker's fee. Broker's fee could be up to 15% of your annualized rent. It's thousands and thousands of dollars. Do you really want to give all of your uh, hard-earned money, your dollars, to the person who literally turns the key, opens up the door, and then sits there on their phone the entire time while you are mindlessly walking through, you know, 300 square feet of an yeah, apartment in yeah. Manhattan. Um, we decided to go with a different kind of road. Because we were coming in from outside of the state, we did not have a luxury of being here for a number of days and touring apartments that are uh, owners uh, rentals, meaning there is a person, he's a real guy or girl, they have uh, an apartment in the city that they are renting out either through the agency, so they're going to use a broker, or on their own. Or there is a company, a big company that has a couple of uh, units, and usually it's an entire building where every single unit is a rental property. So 
one of the advices that we've got from the person who used to live here is to not go with the company because they're scammers and whatnot or because the prices are not uh, market uh, competitive with the owner owned apartments um, so someone gave us advice to go with the actual owners and pay the broker fee because there is no way around it this is what we have to do we decided against it we went with the big company that had mm -hmm. a couple of properties a couple of buildings and we chose a unit that we originally did not select we actually found a unit on streeteasy.com, which is another recommendation. Don't use apartments.com or some other resources that you might be using if you're located in Dallas or in Charlotte uh, for New York specifically. And I learned this on the news, actually, when we were staying in New York in October, mm -hmm. uh, to use streeteasy.com. So streeteasy.com is, is not only for sales, but also for rentals. Not sponsored, by the way. This is just like real advice. Um, so on StreetEasy.com, I found one apartment unit within uh, a bigger building that we really liked. And mm -hmm. it was in actually the same kind of area where we currently are. So we selected already the unit and we started talking to the, uh, their in-house broker, which is a big difference with the outside uh, broker fee apartment in no broker fee apartments, which is the filter that you select in the uh, Street Easy website, in no broker fee apartments, usually there is a real broker who's going to work with you, but they're being paid by this building's company. So like this rental unit is part of the entire building of rental units, and it belongs to a company who has a couple of rental buildings like this. They have uh, brokers available who work from you know nine to six and they're being paid uh salary so you don't have to pay them separately which is awesome they're mm -hmm. being already paid by the company exactly right so you're not have coming to pay out them. of our pockets yeah exactly so we don't have to pay them commission or anything like that uh so we worked with our broker and she th oh that's another that's another thing that was good oh, what? Um, remember there was a rule. We heard about this from other folks, but first time that we heard about this was coming to NYC podcast. That's why I recommend them so much. Even if you decide to go a different path, still listen to them first, just so you know what are the resources that you could use. Right, yeah. So this couple, they mentioned that um, they had to fly to NYC multiple times and stay at the Airbnbs because it is required to see the apartment and go on tour physically before you can actually rent it out. And it is true, at least it was true before quarantine, you had to physically go before you even sign the lease and see the apartment for yourself. They do not allow family and friends to come in and represent you um, and come in on your behalf. It's illegal. So to predict your question, can you know, your aunt or your grandmom come over mm. who lives in the area and sign papers for you or just take pictures for you and video on her phone? No, it's not allowed. Um, so we were able to actually cheat that. <laughs> yeah, because of COVID. That's right. Yes, exactly. Because of the situation, um, we were not allowed to see apartments in person. We were lucky because our broker, who was paid by the company, right, um, she uh, filmed video tours on her phone, mm -hmm. 
and uh, every apartment that they had available at that time in all of the different buildings that belonged to that company, she posted it on YouTube and we could see everything because she would come in, she would show us the kitchen, uh, bathroom, everything else and how we found our apartment. Well, we ended up looking at that other building that you were talking about and we were looking at the video tour on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the related videos are there. So we're like, oh, let's click on this. Oh, they do have uh, the same, you know, type of room uh, on another but floor. But it's even bigger, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this view is really good. Wait, yeah. this is a different building. Yes. And then we ended up getting, you know, this apartment in, in that location. That was magical. Yeah. So always do your research and dig a little bit yeah. deeper because it might pay off. We were looking at a completely different apartment where the windows were facing the wall of another building yeah. right next yeah. to it. But we really liked the area and we liked the price. We were also searching for a bigger square footage because, as you might imagine, it's quite difficult when you uh, live in the smaller city where square footage uh, usually uh, per dollar is in a much, much better uh, ratio. So unfortunately for us, it meant that we need to downsize a lot, which is something that we did. And we will mm-hmm. talk about that probably in another podcast. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into those types of details mm-hmm. and more in the future, but... Yeah, um, when it comes yeah. to YouTube, YouTube really helped us out. The best real estate app. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, because we just, we found the channel of uh, that broker's company. And we literally started looking at every single tour because yeah. all of them were public. They did not block them. So quick tip for you if you're a broker at the agency, <laughs> block uh, your videos so that they can be shown only to a specific user mm-hmm. because otherwise you'll have Tanya and Sunny <laughs> looking at your other properties and booking the best property you've yeah. got. So, that's, that's pretty funny, honestly. <laughs> at that time, this was honestly, I remember first yeah. looking through all of the videos and we were about to sign papers for a completely different building, completely yeah, different that. apartment. Yeah. And that apartment would have been a studio. Mm-hmm. We would have zero separation. And at that time, we didn't even know how long COVID will last. So we thought, oh, it's another month mm-hmm. or so. Well, we were like, okay, we have to compromise. We might have to get a studio yeah. break off. We're talking about like sectioning off the bedroom with like furniture. And then and we found out that would be illegal. That's another yeah. thing for you guys. If you think that you can cheat the system by creating a wall separation in your studio rental, it will be illegal, I guarantee you. It's like deemed unsafe or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. It, it is deemed a fire hazard. You can have something like a partial separation, but then again, sound will travel. Mm-hmm. You will also most likely see and through it. We were in a loft before, and yeah, then you uh, know, COVID happened. We're both working. You know, she's in the bedroom. I'm in the living room area. You could hear everything. Everything. So you can't have a meeting at the same time. Mm-mm. Just simple things like that. And we did have meetings at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I would have to like hide in the bathroom to take the call because my conference call would require like a higher concentration. I would be presenting or demoing something for uh, my my uh, tech team. And that's why I need complete silence. But then mm-hmm. he has his demo or something is mm-hmm. going on. He has I also have Zoom video. playing. So I got the, the camera. So we're all trying to like coordinate. Yeah. It's, it's not a fun thing. Exactly. Um, but for this apartment, it was the same price. And yeah. we got the bedroom. With it. And we got higher square footage. Yeah. And, and the view, which I posted on my Twitter recently. Everyone mm-hmm. like absolutely loves that view. Yeah, we will show you how it looks like. It's absolutely amazing. The minute we saw that tour on YouTube and we saw that view, we realized, oh my God, this mm-hmm. is a golden nugget. We need to get this apartment. Yeah. 
Let's talk about you and me. <laughs> Let's talk about move, baby. Oh my god, the freaking movers. So... I am not talking about this part. It's all on you. I hate this part. Um, so, ended up, you know, once we secured the apartment, okay, we actually need to move our stuff to New York. Uh, both of us did not have an experience of uh, dealing with movers between mm -hmm. two different states. Um, so, started looking, and as soon as I entered my information on, like, one, episode, uh, one website, dispersed all the information out to different movers, they're just calling me left and right. And what annoyed me was the different quotes that they were giving me. Anywhere from like a thousand dollars to eight thousand dollars, or how higher. could it be possible? So <laughs> that's a very big range one thousand and eight thousand dollars. Yeah, and I was very confused, I was new to this. Um, so really, it ends up being like if they want to charge you more, they just charge you more. It's not mm -hmm. like it's per square footage that they all charge the same amount. Um, and also, what they will try to do is they'll try to get you to sign the contract. Mm -hmm. Because once they get your name on it, they can just do whatever they want. Um, you know, you remember reading the contract that we got for the movers? Yeah. Didn't like protect our belongings. Didn't protect us. Didn't yeah. secure the the delivery date. None of that stuff. None of the movers, and it's very important to know that you are going to most likely find a good company with good rating and good reviews. Yeah. Just so you know, this is just the broker for the moving agency that will actually yeah. move you. So the broker agency is going to provide you a very low ball amount, a quote for let's say $1,000 or $2,000 for your entire one bedroom apartment, for instance. But then the actual agency who's going to do the move, they come on board. Your broker will promise you and lie to you that they are the ones who are going to do the move. And then towards the very end, when you cannot back away because you have already signed the papers mm -hmm. and the movers are coming in the next day, they will tell you the truth that it's an outsourced moving agency that will come in and will actually do the move for you. Yeah, and I asked multiple times, because there are a lot of they questions for me. Yeah. They, they absolutely lied just to get mm -hmm. your name on the contract. Um, so they lied, like asked them, are you a broker? I'll just straight up directly ask them, are you a broker? Who's going to be doing the move? Where's the truck that's going to be coming here? And they will still lie to and you. And they absolutely lie to me. Even if you're going to straight up ask them, you have done your research, you found the agency that has good reviews, and you crossed out agencies that have bad reviews and mm -hmm. horrible reviews online. They keep changing their LLC names. A lot of them come from Texas. So those actual moving agencies are based in, let's say, Texas or Florida, but your broker is based in New York. Right. So you're looking for brokers in New York. They know that, but they're going to outsource everything to the company in Texas that has horrible reviews. I remember but looking at the that. office for that New York broker. I'm like, okay, it looks like a legitimate office. Yes. But then once they told me, okay, this is the company that's actually going to be doing the move. Mm -hmm. I looked it up and it's actually had like three different locations. All Texas-based, middle all of nowhere. And all horrible reviews. And oh, all terrible, horrible terrible. reviews. And we just understood at that point, we are screwed, but there is nothing that we can do mm -hmm. because we have already signed our lease for the apartment. We knew that the time is approaching and yeah. we could not back away from so it. So days before, right, they came, they gave me that low amount. It was like a thousand some dollars. Um, they came in, they came into our apartment. And then at that point, they already started moving, like packing boxes. And we were days out from actually driving over to New York. And at that point, he presented the contract and he looked at all the stuff and he's like, okay, this is going to be a thousand more dollars. Just so out of he nowhere. just added, out of nowhere, he just added 
um, additional amount. And mm -hmm. they have started moving. Oh, another tip for you guys. If your movers start moving anything before you actually sign anything, don't allow them to do that. This just means that they will uh, put half of your property in the truck and then you're pressed against the wall because you have to sign that contract, even yeah. if the quote that they're providing to you is twice higher. So it's just all of these different tactics. Yeah. and just to get your money. And then the last thing is once you think, okay, it's packed and like I'm good to go, I'm just waiting for them to deliver our stuff. Mm -hmm. First of all, unless you pay an exuberant fee of like $800, $1,000 to secure the delivery date, which I'm sure probably is not secured anyway. Yes. Um, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be delayed by like a week or longer and they're going to be holding your stuff in some storage facility Potentially charging you for that storage. Watch out for that, too. Yeah So you think okay, I'm gonna sign this contract and it says that the delivery date is Let's say August uh, 20 uh, 25th Just so you know, it's not August 25th. It's the range between August 25th and 10 days or even 14 days yeah. away from that date. So within that range, sometime, one day, they will wake up, call you and tell you that your load is 30 minutes away and yeah. you have to be right there physically because if you're not physically present during the delivery, they will charge you charge additional you fee yeah. because they were unable to deliver. They will also charge you additional fee for uh, uh, the, the providing storage, oh, for providing yeah, yeah. storage because you did not accept delivery. So they had to store your items for additional day. Mm -hmm. In reality, your stuff is loaded onto that truck. They're not paying any kind of storage fee. They're not actually taking your items out of the truck. It's still in the truck and they're still charging you money for rescheduling del delivery and for storing your items. Mm -hmm. Now you thought it was all over at that point in terms of all the fees. No, uh -huh. especially if you're on Manhattan or, you know, congested city like this, um, there's no parking for a truck right, right outside, right? Yeah. And even though they can pack your stuff on a small truck and just have your stuff, um, you know, not shared with anyone else on a small truck to oh, begin with. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. Right? They, they, they share it with uh, other people's stuff on and a this, big truck. And they lied to us about that too, because yeah. we found out on, again, like different forums, different resources online, we found out that it's important to ask your movers, are uh, they're going to pack everything and put it in just one truck and one truck will have only our items or is it going to be a shared truck with the items for other renters, for other people who are moving? Mm -hmm. They told us that it's going to be just for us. It was a lie. Mm -hmm. It was a Because they ended truck. up having to get a different truck. They didn't have the right you know, size. And it's, oh, it's remember when they brought in other people's stuff? Oh, what, what do you mean? They brought in um, oh, like we a got, fan. <laughs> we got right? someone else's fan. And there was something else, yeah. uh, workout mat. Yeah. They they brought in a workout mat. Which we're using. We, it's, uh, what's that company? Don't it's tell a, them that. <laughs> it's a secret. Um, Proform, I think. So uh, we're pro, using this for our yeah. exercise equipment. We had only one mat for yeah. exercise equipment. Now we have two. Thank you. But imagine that, that family that they're just missing stuff. Right? Exactly. And, and the contract doesn't protect them because the insurance company that you have to you know file a claim with. Yeah. Even if that claim goes through, usually oh, it's I read the reviews, fake. the comments, it's, they're scammers, that, the insurance company. Um, but even if it goes through, what are they paying you back? They're paying you um, per pound. They're paying you like, you know, 10 cents or something like that. So they don't count like 
items. They don't think of your property as items. In terms of the value that you paid. They think of the uh, cubic feet. How much cubic feet does your property take in their truck? So this is how they're going to quote you for. Every single basket, every single mini basket, they will quote it and they will put the money kind of like their safety pillow mm -hmm. on top of it. So, so definitely like look out for all those things. And then um, just my last point about like Manhattan and uh, congested cities. Oh, the shuttle. The shuttle fee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got charged another $800 just for the shuttle fee. Um, he called uh, the, the mover here local in New York finally. They're like, hey, we have your stuff. We're going to move it, but we need a smaller truck to move it here too. Um, so that was a shuttle fee, another fee. And then also they, they call you the day before so you don't have much time, right? Or the day of sometimes. Yeah. Um, but they also will tell you you can only pay by check or by cash. Yes. Because remember, I was scrambling around because I'm like, okay, you just called. Like, and that's I, thousands of dollars. So you have to have like thousands of dollars. It's not like you can get that from ATM, right? I also don't advise using cash. Come on, you guys, this is so sketchy. Mm -hmm. First of all, carrying cash around in a city like this where crime is very high. Uh, also, just don't feel comfortable yeah. giving someone cash and then them saying, oh, actually, we have never gotten cash from this person. Mm -hmm. They have never paid. So anyway, we pay you know, the, the entire amount. Um, it ended up being about like four thousand dollars. Yes. Just for moving, you know, just for two people, like one bedroom apartment, um, four thousand dollars. And we did not have a lot of stuff. Like some no. people are hoarders. We are not hoarders, and we still paid such a hefty price. And that is considering that a lot of our items, personal items, the items of, uh, uh, you know, the most essential usage, we brought it with us in our car, and we packed our car. To its roof. It yeah. was just packed with I couldn't even see out at the back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, you know what we forgot to say? Mm. The fact, not only how long would it take. So if you are uh, ordering movers, they will come in, let's say, uh, five days before your actual physical move. So one week you are losing and you're staying for that entire week without your furniture, without your utensils. You've got nothing. So one week... You have to prep for being miserable, having an air mattress to sleep on, mm -hmm. um, having some kind of like plastic utensils. So think about that too. You have to count on that. Um, dedicate some time to walk through your property, organize everything in smaller boxes because once they do it for you, they actually packed a lot of the items into bigger boxes. So they charged us a higher fee. If we were there to pack everything ourselves, it would be less boxes. It yeah. would be less boxes for sure. Because we would open up a box and it would be just another smaller mm. box of my, you know, uh, toiletries and mm. whatnot. It didn't have to be packaged this mm. way. And just so many complaints. They didn't even pack everything. Yeah. And granted, like, I could go and make sure, like, open every cabinet, make sure everything is packed up and it's, you know, it's, yes. it's not there anymore. The, Some items the trash they're going to yeah. clean up, I have to clean up afterwards. Yeah, and they're, uh, they're not responsible for it. Mm -hmm. It's even part of the contract but once you read it. Our thing is, if you're paying that much money for movers, you expect the best service. You expect everything to be spotless. It's all packed nice and tidy. And for the stuff to arrive, not damaged. Yes, um, pretty much all of our things, except probably our TV. Which is surprising, that's the only thing. Which so is, except our TV, yeah. everything be, everything came in damaged, scratched, and, severely damaged. And what can you do? You can file a claim to a scammer uh, insurance yes. company. So. so we have spent uh, time actually fixing everything. They have uh, broken our 
uh, exercise equipment that we just bought recently because mm-hmm. of COVID. So this is something we had to fix ourselves. Yeah. Thank God uh, we were able to do that. Lots of items, the table that we currently are using, um, everything is scratched to the point that we either need to get rid of it or replace it somehow. Um, they would not try to think for you. So if something is expendable, like this table, for instance, make sure that there are no items inside. Mm-hmm. Tape everything down yourself. Mm-hmm. Honestly, so... Honestly, for them just packing, don't use movers. Don't use movers, right? But if they're packing your stuff, you're going to be doing that work yourselves anyway. Yes. So what's the, what's the point? Um, so don't, don't pay for movers. Just move it yourself. If you think that it's going to be less stressful, it's not going to be. It's, it, it's still stressful to move stuff yourself, but not as much as wondering where is my stuff, you know, how long are we going to be on the air mattress, just all yep. those things. It's, it's not worth it whatsoever. Exactly. To summarize, we have spent about $4,000 for one bedroom apartment move. We have spent three weeks without our furniture, without mm-hmm. our utensils and everything that we need for daily activities. Um, we have slept uh, for two weeks on the mattress waiting for our furniture to arrive. We have been told that the date of delivery would be one date. Uh, instead, we had to wait for additional one week and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. And Which during that whole week, yeah. we're trying to communicate with them and be like, what, what is the actual date? Like, I'm fine if it's late, as long as it's communicated to us. Absence of communication. Yeah. Just imagine that you are a project manager to a dev team that is offshore and it's completely unresponsive. And unreliable. We had to argue with them. It was very stressful for both of us. Um, We have found ourselves sleeping on the mattress, feeling very uncomfortable. Um, We were physically sick, you know, our backs, of course, on the mattress, sleeping on the floor, very uncomfortable. We had to work on from the floor, eat on the floor, Mm -hmm. basically all of it for three weeks in a row. So you guys just self yourself, your nerves, your backs, and sell everything you've got if you're moving That's to a big thing, city yeah. sell everything you've got trust me your bulky furniture from ashley furniture or value city furniture is not going to fit into your small studio or one bedroom apartment in new york city or la it's just not going to fit because we end up we ended up even selling some of the stuff once we paid the movers to get it here yeah and it was damaged so we sell it for just sell it before you move then you don't have to deal with that just sell everything. Yeah. Even if you think, oh, this item is actually small, it's an entryway table or something. No, once you move to New York, you know that the hallways are even smaller than you have thought. So mm-hmm. IKEA is your biggest friend. And if you don't already have IKEA furniture or furniture that is uh, very small and it's uh, mostly in the South, it is super sized, everything, right? So try to sell your furniture. If you cannot sell it, move it yourself even if it takes you twice to actually travel and drive back and forth from let's say uh, Raleigh or Charlotte North Carolina up to New York and uh, commit two days to it you are still in a much better shape you are saving thousands of dollars and also you know that you are in control exactly in retrospect I wish we've done that yeah in retrospect don't listen to people who are telling you you're gonna be much safer if you're not moving yourself the two of us can easily lift up everything we've got over here, all of the furniture, and the two of us could have had maybe some, you know, some stress around those two days of moving, mm-hmm. but we would have been fine and we would have been in total control of when the delivery will happen. Yeah.